Welcome to the Cost of Not Paying Attention, hosted by nationally recognized speaker Janine Hamner Holman. Janine knows what it takes to attract and retain world class talent. Join her here each week on the Cost of Not Paying Attention as we use brain science, leadership, management, and real life challenges managers face to explore the places where we aren't paying attention. Welcome to The Cost of Not Paying Attention. I'm your host, Janine Hamner-Holman. What am I paying attention to today? What we know that we don't know. So if you think about the whole world of knowingness, the whole world of knowledge, the whole world of information, there's these things that we know that we know. Like, I know how to drive a car. I know how to tie my shoes. I know how to help people have thriving employees in their organizations. I know that I know those things. And then there's all these other things that I know that I don't know. I do not know how to fly an airplane. My stepson, James, he knows how to fly an airplane. He is a commercial pilot. I have no idea how to fly an airplane. I don't know anything about physics other than like you throw things up and they come back down. But sort of advanced theory around physics, eh -eh, not my jam. And then there is the whole world of things that we don't know, that we don't know. And that's why I am what's called a lifelong learner. I love learning about new things and learning about things that I didn't even know that I didn't even know. And when I had my first conversation with Amira, I realized that she had the opportunity to shine a light in some places that we don't even know that we don't know. So buckle your seatbelts, friends. Here we go. Our guest for today is Mira Ifran, and she is a business lawyer and a blogger and a coach behind A Self Guru. Isn't that a great title, y'all? A Self Guru, where she helps entrepreneurs legally protect their businesses through affordable legal templates and coaching services. So she is a lawyer. She's been working as a lawyer for over a decade and has had the honor of helping over 50,000 entrepreneurs comply with the laws and sleep peacefully at night, knowing that their businesses are protected. Welcome, Amira. Thank you, Janine. Love the introduction. And I am a lifelong learner just like you. (laughs) Awesome. 
And that's really what my podcast is about. The cost of not paying attention. Like, what are all the things that we don't even know that we're supposed to be paying attention to? And because of our inattention, we may be creating some mischief. So we'll begin the same way that I usually begin, which is, Amira, what is something that you have become aware of that people aren't paying attention to, either consciously or unconsciously? And then what's the cost of that inattention? So I'm going to go back to my story, my actually my dad's story, and then I will tie it into my current uh, situation too as working as a lawyer. So one of the things, Janine, that I have noticed that people are not paying attention to, mostly business owners, is not protecting their business legally. Starting a business is a lot of work. Sometimes it's easy to take that step. Sometimes it's not, but... People do start businesses, but then protecting it legally can be a challenge. And by not doing anything and by neglecting the legal steps that people need to take to cover themselves and their families and their businesses, the cost of that is huge. And I am speaking from experience where I watched my dad's business get sued for $90,000 just for a simple legal mistake. And I say a simple legal mistake because... It's a common mistake that I've seen entrepreneurs make all the time, but that one little mistake ended up costing us so much, turned our life upside down. We lost everything. My dad had to start all over again. Mm. So the cost is humongous, right? When it comes to not protecting your business legally and the ramifications don't just end with you. Unfortunately, they extend to your family right? So I was just um, in college studying to become a doctor, believe it or not, nowhere was on my mind to become a lawyer. But watching my father like navigate through the legalities and the stress, the emotional turmoil, and not knowing whether we were going to lose or win or what what the outcome was going to be, because the reality is that when you do get sued, the lawsuit's take forever, right? They're not only just expensive, yeah, they drag, on. They drag yeah. on and this particular one lasted an entire year. So yeah. imagine for the whole year, not knowing where you stand, what's going to happen. It, it's a huge toll on your mental health, your physical health, everything. Right. So watching my dad kind of go through that made me realize that there must be so many other you know, entrepreneurs that are kind of making similar mistakes, right? Like not using contracts, not doing things right way. And that's what kind of inspired me to become a lawyer. And I completely changed paths. And, you know, when I was working with his lawyer, helping my dad with the lawsuit, I just realized that this is the stuff that I see myself helping other people do for life, you know, lifelong. And so that's how I, I became. And after becoming a lawyer, I continue to see the pattern, right? Like, so now, you know, working more than 10 years as a lawyer, I see the same mistakes business owners make. They think that, okay, I can just, you know, Google something uh, for the legal stuff, or I can try to do it myself instead of working with a lawyer. And there's just so many different things that I see uh, people making legal mistakes about. And the cost is really big when you do get into a legal issue. It's always costly. Ah, thank you for sharing that story. And I love, you know, obviously, certainly some of the folks who are our listeners, our attentioneers, our folks who are out there paying attention, our great leaders 
are entrepreneurs. Uh, a lot of them are business owners. A lot of them are folks who may want to start a business in the future or folks who have a side hustle going on. So what are some of the mistakes that people might be making that we don't even know that we're making a mistake? Like what are some of the legal things that we need to be paying attention to? Yeah, no, great question. So the first one is what my dad made, which is when working with others, you should always have a contract in place. So number one is that if you have started a business, side hustle, whatever it may be, you're, you know, it's inevitable that you're going to work with someone, right? Whether you hire a freelancer, whether you offer coaching services of your own, there's got to be something where you're working with someone in the business. Whenever money is exchanging hands, you want to make sure that you protect yourself and it's just good business practice to always have a contract in place just because mm-hmm. you never know where things can go if you don't have one there will always be likelihood of disputes so that's one thing the second thing is which i see a lot of people don't know about is when you start a website it comes with some legal responsibilities mm-hmm. like you have to make sure that your website is legally compliant now what does that term mean it means that you should have three legal documents on your website before you launch it. Number one, a privacy policy, because when you are you know, having a website, you're collecting personal information from people. Like it could be my name, could be my email address, could be my phone number. All of that constitutes as personal information data that you're collecting as, a biz- as an online entrepreneur. So you want to make sure that you know, that information is used properly, but also like you have a legal obligation to let people know that what are you going to do with that information? How are you storing data? So that's where uh, a privacy policy comes in and it's legally required to be on your site. The second thing, which Janine, a lot of people forget about, or they don't know about is what's called a disclaimer. So a disclaimer, I'm sure people have seen, uh, you know, on video, people probably have website at the, at the end of every medical commercial out there is somebody talking very very quickly about all the things yes. that happen to your body if you take this medication and that's all the legal disclaimer information <laughs> exactly exactly i give disclaimers as a lawyer this doesn't constitute legal advice you know you you know right. what i mean so yes yep. disclaimers there are all kinds of disclaimers out there and the whole premise behind them is to l- limit your legal liability because we're in the information sharing space, right? Like we're sharing information all the time, whether through writing, whether through speaking, you always want to make sure that that information is not construed in a manner that can come back and backfire on you. So that's why these disclaimers are in place. And as a matter of fact, it happens a lot where in the medical industry, you know, someone is giving any kind of uh, medical information that usually sometimes it can be taken as advice and people can suffer, suffer negative consequences or health issues. And then people get sued because of that. So that's why you see those disclaimers, but not just in the medical space. You see disclaimers in the personal finance industry. You you see disclaimers in the legal industry. There are disclaimers in every industry, but you just want to make sure that whenever you're writing about a topic, you are always covering yourself with a limitation of legal liability language that is built into the disclaimer. The 
Third document that you should have on your website is what's called terms and conditions. Now, I'm sure you've seen terms and conditions too. Sometimes they're referred to terms of purchase, terms of service. They're essentially like, you know, your rules, right? Like what you allow on your site, what you don't allow on your site, or if you're offering any products or services, you want to make sure that you let your customers know what they can and cannot do with your products. So that's why you need terms and conditions to outline your refund policy, your exchange policy. And believe it or not, this these are like real issues, right? Like if you don't have terms and conditions, like I know a coach that recently ran into this issue where she was providing coaching services. She didn't have a coaching contract. She didn't have terms and conditions, nothing. So you know, working with her client for a couple of months, the client ended up asking for a refund and she had to lose like thousands of dollars and give the refund back because she didn't have any of these terms in place to protect her and her work. So all that hard work went out down the drain. This is a story that repeats itself. And I see it a lot, not just in the coaching industry, but just in any industry, right? So you, that's why you want to have terms and conditions. If you're selling something, You want to make it very clear what your refund policy is, what your exchange policy is, in what circumstances people can get the refund when they cannot get the refund and other things that they can do with your product. You know, you want to protect your intellectual property. You don't want someone to steal your content. So you need to put them on notice in your terms and conditions. And also, God forbid, if there's ever any kind of a legal issue, you want to be able to have governing law provisions in the terms and conditions that let people know where the dispute will be resolved, how it will be resolved, things like that. So these are like three legal documents that anyone that is thinking about starting a side hustle or having a website of any kind, they should have these three documents And then also kind of make sure that now with the increase of lawsuits that we're seeing with Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, also make sure that you kind of make your site compliant with that too. So with all this language that we need to have on websites, I know that you have templates for some of this stuff. And obviously, The purpose of uh, this podcast is not to create an advertisement for your services. And I also know that, you know, as as a good lawyer, you've got some great services out there. So we want to let people know about that. So like if I needed for my website, which I have two of, if I needed some of this language could I get a template from you that just sort of had this language or does the language need to be massaged so that it's tailor-made for me or like, how does that all work? Yeah, no, great question. So you have two options. Number one is if you want the lawyer level protection without the hefty cost of hiring a lawyer, then I have created what's called legal templates and legal bundles. So you would see that on my website under the legal store page. You have that option of getting the privacy policy template, disclaimer template, terms, conditions template, even ADA compliance, legal bundle, things like that, that I've already put in in place and they're super affordable. So you do have that option of kind of figuring, uh, you know, downloading the templates instantly. And I give you the language and I also show you with instructions, like with highlighted instructions, how to customize it to your business. So for example, the disclaimer we talked about, because your niche may be different than mine, right? So 
you want to make sure that the disclaimer is tailored to your particular business and the instructions are in the template. So they are, you know, basically done for you, but you do, you know, enter your own business information, do it yourself kind of thing. And that's why the cost is super low because they're very easy to use within 15 minutes or 30 minutes, you're done. And you have everything that you need for your website. And same thing with the EDA bundle. I give you the website accessibility statement that you should have to demonstrate compliance, the plugins that you should use, as well as a checklist that you should use to kind of make sure that your site is meeting all those requirements. So all of that is given to you. But the second option is if you want that added peace of mind, which is not necessary, but if you do, some people have, some people love to work with a lawyer one-on-one and they have questions, right? So you might have you might have a couple of questions, then you are welcome to always schedule the call with me, like a coaching call or a consult. And also if you want me to customize the, the contract or the template or a document to your particular business, then I have done that for entrepreneurs as well. For example, there was a customer, you know, she she's offering retreat packages and she wanted something the contract to be specifically tailored to her services and what she was offering. So we had a back and forth conversation. And after speaking with her, I knew exactly what she needed. So I was able to custom write the whole thing for her. So do you have that option too? But in that case, you're working with me one-on-one. So the cost is a little bit more, but the second option is, like I said, the first option is getting the templates and do it yourself. Or the second one is if you want that really that one-on-one interaction, you're welcome to always uh, work with me too. Awesome. And if people want to download those templates, the links to Amira's website will be in the show notes. So please go check that out. And if you're hearing Amira say ADA compliance, if you didn't hear it, please go and check out the podcast that we did that aired on June 29th with Darren. He is an expert on ADA compliance. And we did a whole podcast episode on this because again, who knew that websites needed to be ADA compliant? And I met Darren at an event and both thought he was a great guy and has all this knowledge in an arena that I didn't even know that I didn't know anything about. Go and check out that episode. It was episode 28 that aired on June 29th. So, so Amira, you were talking about the kind of language that we need and If my website is not selling anything, if on my website, I am saying, as I am on my website, if I'm saying, you know, you're interested in finding out more, contact me, contact my team. If I'm not directly selling anything, if you can't purchase anything through my website, Mm -hmm. is it as important that I have like disclaimer information on there? Well, are you publishing anything like a blog or are you doing any kind of uh, information sharing on the website? Sure. I do all (laughs) kinds of information sharing. (laughs) So then, yes, because uh, privacy policy is legally required. So that you need, right? The disclaimer, because you are sharing blog posts. Once again, that's information that can be used against you in some shape or form. So yes, you should still have a disclaimer page on your site 
to limit your legal liability for all that content, even though it's free content, but it's still content that could hurt you in the long term. So yes, you should have a disclaimer. And then terms and conditions um, are really just your website rules. And even if you weren't selling anything, you should still, it's a good practice. They're not legally required if you're not selling anything, but it's still a good uh, security blanket, right? So you have, uh, you protect your intellectual property. And if there's any issue with your reader or any other issues, at least your terms and conditions will protect you with the governing law provisions built in letting them know how legal disputes will be resolved and where. So it's still a good idea to have those three documents. And so where would that live on a typical website? In the footer section. So okay. in the first, yeah, and this is a, you're asking, by the way, all the great questions. These are all, <laughs> the, these are all the questions that I hear like all the time. <laughs> So you can tell that like I can answer them in my sleep, <laughs> but that's exactly, um, yeah. So these are all like quite com- very common questions and yeah. they should be, you should create like three legal pages, um, in whatever platform that you use, WordPress, Squarespace, whatever it may be, you should create three pages in the footer section of your site and label them privacy policy, disclaimer, terms and conditions, and then have those three uh, templates and pages there. Don't loop them all into one big page because the whole premise behind it is to make it easy for people to be able to read your policies. And if you try to make it too complicated and someone has to go through your privacy policy to find your disclaimer and find your terms, (laughs) and then that defeats the purpose. Got it. What are other things that we may not know that we may not be paying attention to. So as I, so I've now been in business for uh, five and a half years. So hopefully I've got more or less all the things that I need, but if I'm out there and I'm just thinking about starting something or I've just started something, what are the things that we want to check in with a lawyer about? So quite a few things. For example, first one is whether you should think about forming a business entity, right? To separate your personal assets from your business. Very common one that we see now is an LLC, especially if it's like you're in business for yourself, like it's you or me and there's nobody else then, or even if you have members, like you can have a couple of people, but we see LLC to be a very uh, common business entity because it's easy to form and it kind of gives you all the protections. So that's something that you should also look into. You're not required to do it from the get-go, but it's something that I believe that you should have on your mind because especially if you end up uh, making money from your business, you don't want to mix your personal and your business, right? You want to keep it separate, have the shield of legal protection, So that's one thing. The question I get all the time is like, when should I form the LLC? You know, the answer is whenever you start to make consistent income, doesn't matter what the amount is. When you know that you've got some sort of a viable business, it is a good idea to separate it, to get that uh, peace of mind of not commingling your personal stuff with your business stuff. And for that, you know, you would obviously need a business bank account, all of that good stuff. The other thing that I see a lot of people making mistakes on is just kind of not knowing the rules of copyright. Like, okay, um, they'll just Google an image and they'll just take it and post it on their site. That's another big legal mistake. And sometimes you just don't know. 
And it has happened to someone I know that she had taken an image from Google and she posted it on her site. And next thing you know, she got the cease and desist letter and she ended up owing like $8,000 for that image. Yeah. So the people that really want to pursue legal action, they will, you know, they will not deter and they will get you. So that's after settling that the, the initial claim was for much higher amount, but they ended up settling and she still had to lose $8,000. Again, it's not a mistake that she's made intentionally, right? It's just something you don't know. Right. So never, ever like copy anyone's material, never copy anyone's images, uh, never assume that you could just use someone's video, always seek permission. And whenever you're in doubt, the best practices to seek permission, because you never know how that could come against you. And there's some serious uh, legal damages for any kind of copyright infringement and things like that. So what I advise people to do is, um, you know, use a media release agreement. Mm-hmm. So it's an agreement that even people that you have on your podcast, or let's say you have testimonials you want to feature, you may have heard about testimonial releases, media releases. They're basically essentially legal contracts that give you permission to use someone's name, someone's photo, someone's video legally without you having to owe them money down the road or run into any kind of legal violations. And so there are a lot of websites out there that either charge a fee for a user to come and get photos. So Unsplash, I know, is one, you know, there's, there's a bunch of them that are out there that you can pay like a monthly fee and then have access to a whole bunch of pictures that you may then use at your discretion often with a caption of, of who took the picture. So there, there are ways to do this right so that you don't infringe on, on copyright uh, issues. Exactly. Like you mentioned the site Unsplash, there's Pixabay, there's Paxels. There are quite a few websites that offer copyright-free images for you to use. Yep. So yeah, definitely whenever in doubt, look at those websites, or if you're going to use an image of someone that, you know, in the business world or something, then, you know, they're not, you're not going to find that image on those websites. So in those instances, you're better off seeking permission. Uh, so this way you get the legal right to use someone's uh, photo. So let me ask you a question. I was in May, I had the opportunity to be a presenter at a conference was one of the Uh keynote speakers and people had an opportunity to then give feedback and it's all anonymous. So I don't know who said what I wish I did because all of my comments were really great. And I would love to be able to reach out to the people and say, thank you, but I can't. (laughs) And there's a couple of the comments that I would really love to use on my website. So could I just say like, so the, the conference was, it's called PIRA, which is Professionals and Human Resources Administration or Association. And right. can I say, like, this is what the person said and just have it like PIRA conference attendee. Yes. Can you do something like that? Yes, because this way you're keeping it anonymous, right? right? So you're still, yeah, that is okay because that's not identifying anyone and- right you're not using someone's name or anything. So yes, in that situation, you can. Awesome. 
And I know that often when people think about hiring a lawyer, just like the idea, I'm going to hire a lawyer, you think, okay, I am in for thousands and thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. And I know I work with a lawyer because I own a business and right. I have a LLC that files as an S corp. So I actually know, know what all those things mean now, Never yes. did, but I do now. And a, it does not cost me thousands and thousands of dollars and B it helps me sleep better at night. Like I know I'm doing things right. Yes. And we have this idea that it's just, it's going to be so expensive. It's going to take a lot of time. And in my experience, it doesn't have to. So if somebody is out there thinking, okay, there's, I should probably, maybe I'll give Amira a call, you know, in general, how much time, how much of your time is it going to take? And I, I know I'm asking you to just sort of spitball here, but if somebody needs like five hours of your time uh-huh. ish, I'm not asking you to quote rates. This is five hours, six hours, three hours. Like, are we looking at something that's less than $2,500? Yeah. Yeah. My rates, I have purposely kept them super affordable. Um, when I was working for a law firm, my rates were high because as you know, as you, it comes with the experience. But another thing about my rates and my bundles, which you will see, I have hundreds of uh, love notes and testimonials on my (laughs) website, on my Facebook page. And you know what the number one thing people say is like, wow, I can't believe how affordable it is. And you know why? Because I I have seen my father lose it all. And I just, I'm coming from a different place. I'm not coming from a place to make money. I'm coming from a place to genuinely help people. And I hope people see that. And I know they do because of the love notes. But everything from the bundles to even working with me is super affordable. Even a call with me, all the rates are on my website. So it's no secret. And you can just see on the work with me page, it's super affordable. So to answer your question, yes, um, I am known to over deliver. <laughs> and it's just, it's just how I am. I'm built yeah. out. And right. uh, so I'm not going to sit there and count like every, every half hour and every hour and bill you or every not- 15 minutes or every five minutes, which um, firms, that's the way that they price. Yes. And but that, of course, that's why I quit those law firms. <laughs> exactly. And I, I worked for a couple of those big law firms. I know. And the good thing about this, of course, is that all of these expenses, legal expenses are tax deductible. Exactly. So, you know, this is, this is a reasonable business expense that is important to incur to just make sure that you've got all the things that we need to protect us. And, and I love where you're coming from. You know, obviously this is a business you need to make money, but your focus is not, how can I make the most money possible? Your focus is serving and knowing that when you serve the money follows. Yeah. Like my dad taught me that when you help someone and you make a difference, money will come. Like I am, I never made money my focus. It was always like, like you said, the service, the making the difference part of it. And to me, that gives, that makes me sleep better at night. So everyone is different, right? So absolutely. Yep. And in general, the folks 
that I am attracted to and whom who I attract are often those folks who really come from that perspective, you know, that we want to serve, we want to help make the world, our organizations, a better place. We want people to be happy. I mean, I'm on a mission to have the world of work be one in which everyone can thrive. And so that this podcast is a part of that. And, and usually those are, those are the people who are in my tribe, those people who, um, who come from that same perspective as well. And that's one of the many things that I really enjoy about you is Aww, that, uh, like attracts like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> So as we start wrapping up for today, is there anything that I haven't asked you yet or anything that you want to make sure that maybe even you said, but you're, you want to underline it. You want to make sure that people remember sort of a note that you would love to leave people on for today. What I would like to say is that I know the legal stuff can be complicated. It can be intimidating and frustrating. So what I've done is I've put together a free legal guide. So it's absolutely free and it's on my website under the freebies page. I should quite a few different freebies that I would like to offer. So this way, just to kind of let you know what you need to know, right? So, and how you can uh, protect yourself and your business. So feel free to download that uh, guide. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amira. This has been wonderful and an episode chock full of information for those entrepreneurs who are, or business owners who are thinking about uh, starting a business, expanding their business, wanting to make sure that they have all their ducks in order. And even if you don't have a business, hopefully this was interesting and entertaining anyway. Mayor, thank you for your time, your generosity, your wisdom, your selflessness. I mean, obviously we all, we all have a stake in what's important to us. And I love, you know, I love your dad's story. I love how seeing what he went through. I mean, obviously it's a, it's a horrible story, but I love that seeing him going through that made this momentous shift in your life. And you know, you've been able to help over 50,000 people. That's an amazing thing to be able to say. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Awesome. (sighs) I am Janine Hamner-Holman, and this has been The Cost of Not Paying Attention. Remember, great leaders make great teams. Until next time. On behalf of Janine Hamner-Holman, thanks for paying attention. This has been the cost of not paying attention. Head on over to our website, www.janinehamner.com forward slash podcast for access to the show notes as well as additional resources. Remember, great leaders make great teams.
get a grip on my anxiety. So all out of learning and store, reading and training and listening more. Mm -hmm. Education, liberation, love, the truth empowering me. I'm beginning to think.